Chris Miles was able to retire twice by the time he was 39 years old. But he's not content to just enjoy his own financial freedom and peace of mind. Chris wants you to have your own ripple effect so you can live free today. He's not the financial advisor you expected. He's the anti-financial advisor you deserve. He's jumping behind the mic right now, ready to make waves. Here's Chris Miles. Hello, my fellow Ripplers. This is Chris Miles, your cash flow expert and anti-financial advisor. Welcome to our show. It's for you and about you. Those of you that work so hard for your money and you want your money to start working harder for you right now. You want that freedom, cash flow and prosperity today, not 30 or 40 billion years from now, but right now, so you can live that life that you love with those you love. But most importantly, it's not just about getting rich, it's about living a rich life. Because as you are blessed financially, you have the ability to create a ripple effect through the lives of others. And guys, that is exactly what I'm here to do. Thank you for allowing me to express that for you and be able to create a ripple effect in your lives as you not just learn this stuff, but you take it and apply it and change your lives. So I appreciate you guys tuning in. Appreciate you binging, sharing it with others and creating just massive conversation and massive action with the information you're given here today. As a reminder, go to our website, moneyripples.com. Be sure to go take that passive income calculator if you want to know how you can create at least another five, 10,000, maybe even 100,000 plus of passive income in the next year. See what your number is and see what we could possibly do for you today. So go check that out. Hey, are you looking for another great podcast to listen to? One about investing and not only just investing, but learning about cool deals like investing in apartments that does not require you to have to be an accredited investor or have a million dollars. Hey, if you want to check that out, go check out my friend Lane Kawaoka's site, simplepassivecashflow.com. He's got a great podcast also called Simple Passive Cashflow that you can check out on YouTube, iTunes, or whatever your favorite podcast app is. If you want some great education and to learn about great ways to invest in other types of deals without, again, needing a ton of money, check it out, simplepassivecashflow.com or look up Simple Passive Cashflow on YouTube or your podcast app. Check it out. All right, guys. So I brought on a special guest here, somebody I've known for the last few years. We actually were in the same mastermind group together three years ago. And I'll tell you, he's got a lot of good stuff going. And we're just talking about this before he went on the air, how some of the strategies he was doing was going under the radar. And now everybody wants to know how he's done it. So as a result, we brought here Jay Bowman here today. Now Jay's out in Kentucky. He's done everything from single family. That's how he got to start. Much like many of you started out doing that married with two kids living out there, but now he's even transitioned into things such as short-term rentals and now even self-storage, which I know are again, two hot topics of types of investments that people are really looking into, including my own clients. So for that reason, I want to bring Jay on. So Jay, welcome to our show today. Thanks for having me, Chris. I appreciate it. Yeah. So help me fill in the gaps here. Like tell us a little bit more about you and who you are. Yeah, sure. I started, I lived here in Kentucky for about 15 years. I've done pretty much anything you can think of to do in real estate. I started off as a realtor. I still have a small web-based brokerage here in town. Did mortgages for a while when uh, before the crash. And then after I had started buying a small portfolio of single family rentals and just acquired and acquired and acquired. And then uh, a few years ago, uh, began to purchase short-term rentals here in Louisville, Kentucky. We have about 20 million visitors a year to the city to drink our brown water, as I like to tell everybody. And then uh, began to transition from single family and short-term rentals into uh, self-storage about a year and a half ago. 
And why'd you make that transition? Because I know with the group that we were a part of, with that mastermind group and Collective Genius, I mean, most guys just stay with typical fix and flip, wholesale, and that kind of thing. But you eventually transitioned away from what the majority of those people were doing. Yeah, it's a crowded market. It most mm-hmm. definitely. When you deal with wholesales or you're buying and rehabbing to resale, you are sprinting with a lot of other sprinters. At the time, short-term rentals were still very much under the radar. People were mm-hmm. buying them, but not at the speed that they are now. And so quietly, I began to acquire very strategically properties here in Louisville that were in popular areas where people would want to stay. We started decorating them. I'm going in. The cash flow on those just crushed anything that I could do in the single family. So for instance, you could buy a single family at the time. My minimum that I wanted cash flow was 300 bucks a month on a single family house here in Louisville in a a B class area, maybe high C. I was looking at minimum 300. And that was becoming a bit of a challenge to find those before the pandemic. But then when I started acquiring short-term rentals, they would easily toss off cash flow for the size that I was buying anywhere from a thousand to $3,000 a month. That's it. <laughs> yeah, that's it. Yeah. Yeah. That's all. That's, that's fantastic. It's terrible. It's terrible. It's hard life. <laughs> yeah. I don't know how you live with yourself. I, I mean, you must be living on rice and beans right now, right? <laughs> exactly. Exactly. It's been a good run. That's, that's great. And now even what you're seeing today, do you still see opportunity in that place or do you feel like it's just too hot? Like too many people no. are in it now? Absolutely not. And if we, when we speak of short-term rentals, it's very area specific. So the laws and the rules that apply to Jefferson County or the Louisville area do not apply to Cincinnati or don't apply to Chicago or don't apply to other cities. So you really have to know what your city allows or doesn't allow. Louisville had already been through two rounds of rulemaking. So they determined short-term rental laws, I'm going to say five years ago, and then It took off like a rocket, lots of complaints from citizens, and they came up with a second round at that point in time. And I feel that it's pretty settled at this point on what they decided to do. And so I just know those laws. I know those rules and I know the areas that people want to stay. And so I'm happy to pick those up as they come along and I stick with those. It's really good. Very good. I still do it occasionally when the right one, the right one has to come up for me to uh, to want to take it down. Even though housing prices have increased, you can go buy a, a really nice house in a really nice area and it will cash flow with short-term rentals. While before short-term rentals, that really wasn't a possibility. You know, we the our most recent purchase was a four hundred and sixty thousand dollar five bedroom, two bath house. We had to put a little bit of work into it, maybe five grand uh, to get it yeah. where we needed to go, but its expected gross is one hundred and twenty thousand dollars. So, you know, you're not going to get that. If I rented it, I might be able to do it to traveling nurses and make 60 gross. Or if I just did it as a regular long-term rental, maybe you're talking 30 grand. And so it would barely cover mortgage on that size of a property. Yeah. I think the good thing is too, especially if you're analyzing numbers from both directions, right? Because the one risk I see with short-term rentals is the government, especially the local community, the local municipalities. So if they ever change the rules on you where they say, oh, only long-term, of course, you could always do month-to-month short-term rentals, which there's plenty of those opportunities available. But it's nice to know you can also switch it back to a long-term renter if you had to. You can always go Absolutely. back and forth, right? Yep. Yep. And even uh, yeah, today, the so the rents 
on the long-term rental. At this point, it would be enough to cover the mortgage. We wouldn't make anything yeah. on it, but it would help out. There's At the time, even three years ago when I started doing this, I was always looking for a backdoor exit. If the government mm. came in and shut something down, we always had another way out. And we've just been fortunate that it's worked out really well for us and, and Louisville's somewhat warm and welcoming to short-term rentals. As long as you play within their rules, they're, they're right. happy to have you. That's great. Yeah. I love the fact that you have multiple exit strategies. I think every investor needs to always have that in mind. Even if they're a pass investor, they need to make sure whatever they're doing has more than one way to exit out of it. Otherwise, if that door closes, you're trapped. Yep. Absolutely. Absolutely. Now tell us more about some of the, the self-storage stuff you're doing too. Yeah. So keeping in mind that I was exiting the long-term rentals and short-term rentals while on solid ground, the ground always shakes a little bit when it comes to those asset classes. I was really getting burned out on uh, construction. And I had an uh-huh. opportunity to speak to a friend of ours that we know together, Fernando Angelucci. He mm-hmm. spoke glowingly of uh, self-storage. And I had to talk to him about it because he's very charismatic when he's speaking of it. And at the time, and I had a long conversation, I was very intrigued because I was very tired. The construction aspect of housing can really wear you down. So I had longer conversations with him, partnered with a friend of mine here in town who had already bought one facility himself. And with uh, the tactics and the things that I had learned and what he knew, we came together and what I always like to call, we started our dating relationship and we bought a facility in uh, Missouri, in the middle of Missouri, a little country town, bought it at the time. We bought mm-hmm. it for 300,000, 150 doors. And today that looks like a marvelous steal. And we learned a lot on that first one. And we kind of looked at each other and said, you know what? I think we can make a go of this. And we uh, formed a company, got some VAs set up. And since then we've acquired another uh, three facilities with a fifth one under contract. Wow. Congratulations. That's fantastic. Appreciate it. What are the things you've learned along the way? You know, things that you thought, oh, I didn't realize this going in, but now I've got it figured out. Now I've got my rhythm. Knowing the way that systems can really help you with business was, I mean, I always knew it, uh, but you always have this. I think we're always raised with the mentality of how do we do this? How do we do this? And uh, really had dug into the book of who, not how, and and started to take myself out of those equations. And once you put the right butts in the right seats, you can watch how that takes off. That was one part. Uh, The second part that we learned was, was just the financing when you, it can be pretty intimidating to people when they can look at a house and they could go, well, there's, there's a hundred thousand dollar house and I'm going to need Oh, $20,000. I think I can make the go of that. And that's all Mm -hmm. good. And then they can rent that out. But when you're looking at a two and a half million dollar piece of property or two and a half million dollar business, you think, oh, I'm going to need to bring minimum $500,000 or more to the table. And there's another level of complexity in closing that type of finance. You need to learn how to be able to raise cash effectively. And that's been something that Eric and I have worked on in that amount of time as well. That's fantastic. And definitely that team is key. And it's funny you mentioned Fernando because Fernando we had on this show as well. And of course he had dealings with Scott Myers. We both know he's been in the game for a long time as well. And so it's good to know you have those people you can always talk to, or even sometimes exchange business with. Fernando actually shared a deal where he sold the property to Scott Mm -hmm. (laughs) and uh, they both ended up getting a win-win out of that situation too. So it's really about that, that network. Like you said, the who, not how. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. Now you even have some deals available for passive investors too. Is that correct? That's correct. Yeah. So 
when we have a deal, of course, like I said, we always look at the financing side of things. And as well as Eric and I may be doing, we can't always be stroking three hundred and five hundred thousand dollars checks. So we are using our uh, our systems and our uh, groups that we belong to to bring other passive investors into our syndications when we purchase. Wow, that's great. And do you do them just with self-storage? Are you doing them also with short-term rentals? Uh, what kind of deals are you doing? No, just self-storage right now. We'll uh, mm-hmm. we'll bring them in there. The short-term rentals right now, I have a partner, another partner in that. I mean, we can swing the the down payments on those, but for right now, it's just the it's just the self-storage that we have that that we bring in investors for that. Which is not a bad thing too. And and if you have a relationship with them, you can even do non-accredited money as well, correct? Absolutely. Yeah. We look at all aspects. You know, every deal is completely different. Mm-hmm. You know, the preferred return that we pay out can be different. Sometimes they're really heavy lifts, they're a little more risky. So we, we pay out a little more. Sometimes they're easy, not as complicated. And then it also depends on what that investor needs. So we have a long conversation with those people trying to find out what what really they want. And so some yeah. people they just want to be in and out in a year. And for our deals, that doesn't work. It takes a long time to be able to to mine these uh these syndications and to really release the equity and the power behind them when we're when we're doing those investings. Investments. Yeah, that's great to know. Awesome. Well, if people do want to reach out to you or know more about what you're up to, how would they best follow you? Sure. You can find us online at gobeyondstorage.com. You can find me online on Twitter and Facebook and LinkedIn. Awesome. Yeah. We'll be sure to put that in the show notes so that people can look at that, especially if they're driving. You don't want them pulling over or, or no, crashing do trying, to, <laughs> trying to do that. Yeah. Well, one last question for you. I mean, of all the things you're seeing out there right now, where do you see trends wise? What do you see coming up? Even opportunity with from possible implosions, right? You know, from the chaos or whatever it might be, where do you see the opportunity right now for you? I mean, we'll stick definitely with storage moving forward. Moving forward, I think people, there's a few areas. I think the short-term rentals and popular rural areas or tertiary markets will begin to gain a little more traction. Make sure that your cities have their laws set or help your cities set those laws because they don't know what they're doing. I like small office space as well. I think that Hmm. everybody's out of big offices. Louisville's downtown is still predominantly empty, but they have moved a lot of office spaces, moved to smaller spaces outside of that downtown area. I think there's a lot of possibility there as well. And as the... As syndications begin to take off, you're going to, I think you're going to see the democratization of capital start to grow really quickly in the next few years. I think that there's going to be a lot of opportunity for people to to invest in good deals that are going to be coming down the line as, as the rates change and the the world Mm -hmm. kind of shakes out post COVID. I agree. I totally agree with that. I think the interesting that always ends up happening is like the best deals when we start looking hindsight 2020 were the ones that either nobody was talking about or nobody was even encouraging. They're even saying, mm-hmm. don't ever do this. And that's usually yeah. the time you want to do it. <laughs> yeah. I started thinking about office about six months ago and I was like, you know, nobody's talking office. And I was like, no, everybody's going to work forever from their homes and in front of their computers. And human beings are social creatures. That is mm-hmm. not going to happen. It may have a blended look in the future, but yeah. I fully believe that we're going to find ourselves back in offices and, and that people are going to want good community like that in their workspaces. And like you said, offices that aren't necessarily downtown, they could be something that's just more in the suburbs that people can just more easily go into, lower costs. Yeah, yeah I could definitely absolutely. Absolutely. Well, Jay, this has been very valuable today. I really appreciate your time and, and your expertise and your wisdom. Really good stuff today. I really appreciate your time that you've spent with us. Thanks for having me, Chris. I appreciate it. You bet. 
Everybody else, as we already said, I mean, it's not just about listening to this. It's not about being a hearer of the words, but being a doer as well. So anything you've gleaned from this conversation, if it's sparked something in your head saying, I need to do that, act on it. Stop saying I need to do something and just do it. That's the key. Again, guys, appreciate you being here. Make sure you go and make it a wonderful and prosperous week. And we'll see you later. Visit us online at moneyripples.com for more resources to help you fix money leaks and get your money working harder for you now. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.